Well, good morning, everyone. Um, I already feel like I can go home now because um, it's not often you get up on a Sunday morning and get two rounds of applause. So it's... Uh, <laughs> but it, yeah, exactly, yeah. It can only go downhill after this, can't it? So, um, no, you shouldn't say yes. <laughs> so um, I just want to say, uh, obviously, a big thank you uh, to Steve and Rob, particularly, because um, they're, they're very supportive. and uh, It's really good to have our opportunity to share an office with them on a Tuesday and a Wednesday um, and also just want to thank you as a church for your support too um, because without you it wouldn't happen you are the church and so particularly the winter shelter which we're going to pray for a bit later uh, it's a project which we'll I'll mention in a bit um, but but again you have been fantastic in your support of that and obviously we've got Rachel who is part of your church who's one of our um, assistance, project assistance for, for the projects. That's really exciting. So, Sutton Community Works, if you don't know who we are, we are a charity that was set up in 2010 and was supported by about 19 local churches, which River Church are a significant uh, partnering church in that. So, that's, that's who we are. Um, I did think about sort of bombarding you with lots of stats this morning with PowerPoint, but I kind of think... That's probably not the best way to go. So we've just got fresh off the press an impact report of 2018. All the stats are in there about the numbers of students we're seeing in schools, the number of people we see on the streets, the number of people that come to the food bank, the number of people in our job club, uh, the number of people in our befriending scheme. And some of you volunteer in those things. So go and have a look afterwards at our display. If you want to sign up to get involved... Uh, please feel free to do that too. And afterwards, we'll be praying for some of the key areas. So those things will, when we pray, you'll have an opportunity to pray. But I thought this morning it would be good in the context of Sutton Community Works just to um, talk a bit about how we, how we came about um, and also to do it in the context of Scripture. And of course, my phone doesn't care. <laughs> quite often the way. Um, and I, I wanted to talk about Matthew chapter 14. Matthew chapter 14 and verse 22. And some of you will know the story. So Jesus has just fed 5,000 men, and that's not including women and children. So probably we're talking 10 to 15,000 people. That's a pretty amazing, that's a pretty amazing um, number, isn't it, of people being, being fed. And the first thing that happens is that Jesus dismisses the crowd. Basically, it's late in the afternoon, early evening. He says, go home. So they go home. But he says to the disciples, also, you get in the boat and go across to the other side of the lake. So he's basically saying to the disciples, you go away. Now, why was he doing that? Well, in the verse 23, it says, after he had dismissed them, he went up on a mountainside by himself to pray. And I think that there's something there, isn't there, about um, Sutton Community Works, about the stuff you do as a church. Because when we're looking out into the community, and Jesus there is feeding people, that's a very practical thing, that's something we do with the food bank. When we're doing those things, the danger is we do those things. You know, and it's great that we do those things. But actually, Jesus realized very quickly that, you know, he's done all these things, but actually, he needs to go and spend some time with his father. He needs to recharge his batteries. He needs to be in the right place. Why? 
so that he can actually do more things. So I would say the first thing about engaging with our communities is prayer. That it needs to be birthed in prayer and it needs to be sustained in prayer. So prayer is really important. And I just want to say, in 2004, anyone remember 2004? (laughs) I had hair in 2004. No, that's a lie. (laughs) I didn't. But in 2004... um, I remember leading a church on St. Helier and um, praying. We were praying. And one of my prayers was, Lord, how can we be more effective in our community? How can we reach out into our local community? And one of the things that the Lord did was I was invited to sit on the the Sutton Partnership. Uh, That seems a bit random. But I believe that was God answering a prayer. How can we be effective in our community? And in that forum, which had MPs and counsellors and the like on it, fear of crime was raised. And the question was raised around the table, what can we do to solve fear of crime? So hold that one there. And then I also then invited Les Isaacs, the founder of Street Pastors, to come to my church. Not to talk about Street Pastors, because actually I knew very little about Street Pastors. But I actually said to him, Les, you're an evangelist. I've known him for years. Come and encourage my church to go out and do what Jesus said. Go and take the good news to the people in our neighborhood on St. Helier. And of course, when Les came, and I invited a few other church leaders to come as well, just because I thought Les is, you know, good for him to be there. Um, When Les came, all he spoke about was street pastors. I was slightly annoyed. (laughs) But actually, that was what was on his heart. And as I sat there, I felt the Lord starting to stir something in me to say, actually, there's something bigger we could be doing here. Not my church, but something in the borough of Sutton. And I believe that was an answer to prayer. And uh, very soon I had a meeting with, with the police, and the police said, we've got no money to fund this. You know, we're, we're more concerned about watching your backs. And 15 years on, we've had funding every single year for street pastors from the police. I think that's amazing, isn't it? And so it's birthed in prayer. 2009, as church leaders and community works, we were looking to see what could we do practically in the borough to make a difference. And I was asked by the leaders to go and uh, scope out a project. And we prayed, and we looked at things, and that's where the food bank came from, because we felt this was a practical way for the church to get involved. Matthew 25, go out, feed the poor, clothe those who have no clothes, uh, give shelter to the homeless. Uh, There you go. Matthew 25. And in 2012, I was on the streets, and we kept on coming across young people. Not loads of young people, but young people. And the thought occurred to me, how could we actually see more young people and talk to them as street pastors? And then that year, we went into four secondary schools and spoke to uh, thousands of young people giving assemblies about street pastors. And out of that, uh, the idea for us of school pastors actually being a presence in schools. And now we're in five schools in the borough. So the point I'm making is that all these things that we're doing come from a place of prayer. I'd really encourage you in that, because I know as a church, I know Steve and Rob particularly, I spend time with them, and uh, I know their heart is to reach out, and I know that you as a church, you're, you're, you're extending yourselves all the time, and it comes from a place of prayer. Second thing I wanted to say from the passage is that the disciples were actually in the boat 
And uh, I don't know about you, but being in a boat on a stormy sea, I've been to Galilee, would not be my idea of um, fun. But I think the disciples, that was their comfort zone. Because they, they were fishermen, they were used to being in the boats, they were used to being on stormy seas, because Galilee is known for storms that come and go. So I don't think that was unusual for them. They were in their comfort zone. And I wonder, for me, as I read the passage, I was thinking, is the church the comfort zone? When we come to the church, are we in our comfort zone? In one sense, it should be the comfort zone, shouldn't it? We should be comfortable here. But actually, God wants us to step outside the comfort zone, doesn't he? And so what happens is that Jesus comes to them. In the passage, it says he comes to them in the fourth watch of the night. The fourth watch of the night is between three and six o'clock in the morning. So these poor disciples have been toiling away from six, seven in the evening for about nine hours. And Jesus comes along to them. And how does he come? He walks on water, not just water, but stormy water. Um, How would you feel if you were on the water and you saw Jesus walking towards you? You'd be surprised, shocked, and probably terrified. And it says in the passage that they were terrified when they saw him. And it says this, it says, when the disciples saw him walking on the lake, they were terrified. It's a ghost, they said, and cried out in fear. And I think it's a very natural response. When we see something that is not in our comfort zone, to be a bit afraid. And when we do things that are not in our comfort zone, so when we step out in things, it's okay to be a bit afraid of what's, what, what it's going to look like. And so what does Jesus say? Jesus, and this is interesting what Claire shared about Jesus being in the, the boat. But Jesus immediately said, take courage, it is I, don't be afraid. Take courage, it is I, don't be afraid. And I believe that when we step out with God, whether it's from the church or Sutton Community Works, there's a real sense, isn't there, of having to take courage, um, recognize that it's Jesus, it is I, and don't be afraid. Because if Jesus isn't calling us to do it, then I'm not saying it's a waste of time, but it's not the best use of our time, is it? So for me, things like street pastors and the food bank and the winter shelter particularly recently, I really felt God has been calling us to do that. With the winter shelter, uh, we had this meeting in November, a number of church leaders there, real sense in the room that we should be stepping out. And within 10 days, we had four churches that came up with venues, River Church being a significant one of those. Uh, Within two weeks after that, we had funding for two posts. That's just before Christmas. And by the end of January, we had two people in post, Rachel from this church and Jan, who's coordinating the project. And by the end of January, we had 104 people trained as volunteers. Now, if that's not God, then that's not anything, is it? I was, have to say, and I can honestly say this, that there have been times when I've woken up in the middle of the night thinking, what have I done? You know, I've stepped out, um, yes, with church leaders behind me, but sometimes in the middle of the night, you don't have many church leaders with you. <laughs> Thankfully. <laughs> but, you know, Jesus, when he calls us, I don't think it's all rosy. It's not like, get out of the boats and... It's all going to be easy. It's, I call you to do this, but actually it's okay to be 
a bit afraid, to be a bit terrified, to actually, like Peter, gets out of the boat. He said, if it's you, Lord, ask me to come to you. And he comes on, Peter goes onto the water, takes those steps, and then he starts to falter. It's okay to have a bit of fear, because faith and fear, they're okay. They're two sides of the same coin. And notice that when uh, Peter starts to falter, what does Jesus do? He doesn't rebuke him. He grabs him by the hand and takes him back into the boat. doesn't leave him there. So the Lord is with us in those things. And I just want to encourage us that the Lord is calling us to do things. And um, Peter says, Lord, if that's you, ask me to come out. And I think there's a discernment process sometimes, isn't there, about these things. What is God calling us to do as Sutton Community Works? What is God calling us to do as River Church, as a church? We want to see Jesus in these things, don't we? Jesus, ask me to come out to you on the water. That maybe should be our prayer. Lord, I want to see what you're doing outside of the church. The boat's the church. Jesus is in the stormy waters. He's saying, come out onto those stormy waters. So I want to finish with the idea that um, God is actually already out there doing stuff. Do you understand? For me, that's kind of a new revelation. Because often we think about God's doing stuff in the context of the church. And actually, God does stuff when we go out on the streets as the church. But actually, God is already out there doing stuff in our communities, with people, even before we get there. Isn't that exciting? That God is out there? I've been reading this book recently by Don Richardson called Eternity in Our Hearts. And he, uh, he wrote this a few years ago. But the idea is that in every single culture, there is an understanding of God. Uh, right throughout all the ages, that people have understood who God is, whether it's Hindu, Buddhist, um, you know, ancient cultures. Uh, they, there's an understanding. And quite often when Christian missionaries get to those tribes or those cultures, they are surprised that there's actually already a revelation, a general revelation of God, an understanding of who God is. And that shouldn't be surprising because, as he points out, that we are created in the image of God and we have eternity in our hearts. There's that God-shaped hole that we talk about. So there's a yearning and we're trying to find God. And there is that general revelation. Romans 1 talks about God has made himself known through creation. There's that general revelation, isn't there? And some of the Community Works projects, I believe, what they do is they bring that general revelation to people. They say, look, there's a God out there who's a good, good God. And if you're a person of faith or no faith, um, we can show you this God. But I also think that as Community Works and also as River Church, we're called to do something more. We're called to join up the dots in people's lives, which is why it's really important that we go out there. Because there are people out there with a, some understanding of God you know, and the goodness of God but actually, what we're called to do is to join up the dots for them. So to go out with the specific revelation of Jesus. And to say, look, this is what God really looks like. This is who God really is. We, we read, didn't we, in the, in the worship this morning, that Jesus is the image of the invisible God. And Paul, when he goes to Athens, says, you worship the unknown God. And he makes Jesus, he makes the real God known. So the things that we're doing in community works, my heart 
is that we join up the dots with people, that they understand Jesus. So when people come to the winter shelter, we're not there to preach at people, but we show them God's love. And if we have opportunity, we share who Jesus is. And it's the same with all of our projects, and the same with you as a church. I know that's on your heart to do that. So that's on my heart this morning. That's what I wanted to share. And perhaps if we can just move on to the final couple of slides. So if you want to get involved with us, um, we have wonderful opportunities to get involved. Please come and have a look afterwards, have a chat to me. And final slide. These are some of the key needs, which they'll be on the uh, wall over there to pray for, but some of the key needs at the moment. You wouldn't be surprised if I tell you that with the increasing demand in the schools and the food bank on the streets, we need more volunteers. We do train you. We, and I don't want to take you away from the stuff you're doing at River Church, but... <laughs> uh, most, of our, most of our volunteers actually multitask they uh, are very active and very busy in their local churches and actually they come out and do stuff with us and they go back to their local churches even more engaged and even more active uh, so yeah these are some of the things that we've got we're looking for a linking lives coordinator some of uh, this church are involved in linking lives we're looking, we've got a paid post for a year so if you're interested in that have a chat to me afterwards and Pray for a successful winter shelter. We've got through the first week. feels great to get through the first week. Um, six guests last night. Isn't that wonderful? Fantastic. Um, and then continued favor for us as Sutton Community Works. Um, I really believe God has put uh, that upon us uh, and me, I think, over the, over the years with uh, the police, with the council, with schools, uh, with our local community. So just continue to pray for that. So God bless you. Uh, and I'll hand over to Steve, who's going to lead us. Thank you so much. Thank you, Mark. It's just such a, a blessing to have someone like Mark at the helm of this, really in your wisdom and your heart just to, to be led by Jesus. I think that's, that's been so powerful. So thank you for that. Uh, we will be uh, having chance to pray in a moment. Um, Rachel, are you around? Where is she? Is she just... Do you want to just give us a quick update about the winter shelter before we break into prayer. You might have noticed we've got uh, four corners of the room. They are zoned into four different areas for prayer. We've got community works here. We've got the winter shelter here. So if we could give an update in just a moment. We've got praying for the nations in that my back right corner there. And then praying for our nation over there. So a little bit more details uh, in just a moment. Give us a little update on how the first week's gone with the night shelter. Um, it's gone really well. We've had uh, seven days, eight days now. Um, six guests last night, ranging from the youngest we've had is 19, nearly 20. We had one of them was their 21st birthday yesterday. So um, it was quite sweet. We got them a card, but also one of the guys who's staying with us got a card as well. And then they bought him some chocolates when he arrived so they're all getting on um really well um we've got another guest who hasn't been back since tuesday um but we're hoping he comes back and if he does then we've we're up to seven which is great um we've got i'm trying to think what to say <laughs> um <laughs> um let me see <laughs> Um, so the prayer points are for me, Jan and Mark, to, as we oversee the shelter and the volunteers and uh, the cooking and the different venues. 
um, for Encompass and Spear, who we're working with, and they're referring the guests. So Encompass is the council, Spear is a homeless um, charity. Um, and for the other night shelters across London who are supporting the homeless, at the moment, every borough's um, got a roaming night shelter. Um, and I think that's probably it. <laughs> wonderful. It's just so exciting how... Uh, yes, wonderful. Thank you. So exciting how God is just really directing us in this and just the sense of his favour over all of this project. Right, it's down to you guys now. Up out of your seats, let's move around. Go to the different corners. Please, parents, please encourage your kids to engage as well with prayer. In that map corner at the back, we have a scratch-off map, which basically means that once you've prayed for a particular country, you can scratch off the gold foil and it will reveal the color of the country underneath. Please don't just scratch it off willy-nilly. Do pray for the countries. Scratch it off and hopefully we can cover the whole world in prayer. So that's something fun to do. With the homeless, uh, with the winter night shelter, we've got some pens and paper. We thought it'd be really nice if you wanted to write a message of hope to our guests. Kids, if you want to draw a picture or something or write your own message to our guests, that would be amazing. And then we can give them to them tonight as they come in tonight to sleep. So please, if you want to, just pray about, God, how can I encourage some of these guests? It might be a word you want to bring, a scripture you want to bring, or just a message, just say, you are so welcome here. So be creative. There's lots of paper. In fact, there's paper at all of these stations. If you feel God's speaking to you and want to bring a word, that's great. Write it down and encourage others to pray as well. Okay, so as I said, it's the nation's there. There's some great updates as well about some of the church plants we've been praying for in Europe. There's, we've been praying for venues. They've got responses. Praise God, we've got a venue right in the center of town. It's direct answers to the prayers we've been praying over the last few weeks and months and actually years in some cases. People who have had jobs where they haven't had jobs, they've got accommodation when they've just up sticks and moved. So there's real answers to prayer there as well as more prayer requests as well. God is a God who answers prayer. So have a look at some of those details. Amy has done amazing prayer points, by the way, for us, real in-depth the back there, we've got the top 10 persecuted nations, Christians persecuted there. Please do have a read through, pray through, and then scratch off the country on the map. That side, as I said, we've got obviously Brexit going on. There's all sorts going on in our nation. There's also an update on Sutton Schools work. So please do have a read of that. And obviously, here we've got community works, as Mark said, all the uh, activities that are going on. Please pray, but also, guess what? You can be an answer to prayer as well. So please do really step out of that boat and say, do you know what? I, I can volunteer too. So let's go for it. We've got 15, 20 minutes. We might put some background music on. As I said, please engage our younger ones as well. And let's get praying. <laughs> 